Today's episode of Locked On Stars is yet again a mailbag episode. On today's show, I'll be answering you guys' questions about the Dallas Stars, talk about some potential trade options for the team, talk about my favorite offseason acquisition, and then we'll end the show talking about some good old Christmas questions. All of this coming up on a Thursday edition of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are locked on the Dallas Stars on this Thursday, December 23rd. Two more days until Christmas, folks. We're almost there. Two more sleeps, and then it'll be uh, one of the happiest days of the year in the eyes of many. I hope, you know, for those of you already on your Christmas break or, you know, on your holiday vacation, if you will, listening to the show, I do appreciate it. hope you're enjoying yourself, enjoying your time off your time with family and friends. Uh, And thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Locked on Stars podcast, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener. Thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast out, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available uh, in any of those locations. But without any further hesitation, let's get right into some of the mailbag questions for today's episode, starting with one uh, from Joe Walton at Joe Walton 9090. Joe says, Merry Christmas, Locked on Stars. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, He says, if Dallas is scouting Evander Kane, do you think the Dallas Stars will try to acquire him and or a top six forward? Uh, And this is a very loaded and interesting question. Um, kind of before I get into Evander Kane, uh, talking about the Dallas stars before recording this episode, I did see, uh, online doing some research that according to Sportsnet's Elliot, uh, Friedman, uh, NHL analyst reporter for Sportsnet, like I said, there could be big changes coming in Dallas. If the team does not improve after this Christmas break, uh, he used Tyler Sagan's relief on Monday night as an example of kind of the pressure mounting within the stars locker room right now. Uh, Sagan, as we know, scored a goal against Minnesota on Monday night, a huge goal, a nice goal to see from him. Uh, but you know, we could see the relief from him after the game. I know he was interviewed on TV post game, uh, about scoring the goal and he you know seemed happy and relieved that you know he finally got a puck to go into the back of the net uh, which I know stars fans were happy to see that from 91 as well but you know that was kind of used as an example of the stress that is mounting if you will within this Dallas Stars locker room uh, of you know things haven't necessarily fallen their way for a good portion of this season there's been some good moments there's been some nice high highs but the lows have also been pretty low and you know this team currently sitting at 6th in the central division is not quite where they want to find themselves right now and certainly not where they want to be come playoff time uh, because as of right now they find themselves on the outside of the playoff picture looking in 
Um, when we've seen from you know this team overall that they're a very capable team that has the ability to play with some of the best of the best in this league, and they show that they can hang pretty well with some of the top dogs. And so many, including myself, think that you know if they make the playoffs that they'll do pretty well. They just need to get there, and it's that's easier said than done in a division as crowded as the Central. But as far as trades go, uh, it's super interesting, which I'm sure the case that that's the case for several teams but i mean just with the stars given who's on their roster uh, and how much money is being dealt out to some of these players it just makes things very very interesting i think realistically some of the biggest names we could see circulating as far as trade pieces from the stars to other teams uh maybe anton hudobin even though he's at the american hockey league level now uh, i think there's some potential trade value there. Nothing too crazy. I don't think that there's going to be some big blockbuster trade that Dallas would make. Maybe some prospects, if anything. But as far as big name guys within this organization on this current NHL Stars roster that I think could potentially get moved before the trade deadline, uh, I think the two big names are Alexander Radulov and John Klingberg. Uh, very, very you know interesting guys on this team. Uh, neither of them doing a whole lot on the scoring sheet. Radulov with 11 assists. Uh, Klingberg and Rads both have one goal respectively so far this season uh, and not necessarily bad seasons from them. I just think that they're guys that uh, as far as the stat sheet, they've taken a little bit of a backseat to some younger guys on the team uh, like Miro Haskinen for Klingberg and with Radulov, there's clearly uh, a plethora of talented young forwards on this team and even other veteran forwards like Joe Pavelski who are putting together really, really excellent seasons. Uh, so not necessarily to say that these guys are playing bad, but I think that these guys could provide some good value to some other NHL teams that are looking to make deep playoff runs, uh, guys that could provide some excellent veteran presence. We talk about veteran presence on this show all the time for the Stars. Klingberg and Rads would be some great guys to have on your roster if you're looking to make a deep playoff run. Uh, some other names I saw thrown around were Joe Pavelski and Braden Holtby. Uh, those are guys that are, you know, are either coming to the end of their contract or if you're Holtby, uh, signed a pretty short-term deal with the Stars, not costing a lot of money. But I think both of those guys are too valuable because at this point in time, I do believe Dallas still thinks they can make the playoffs, which rightfully so. Uh, you know, they sit at sixth in the division, but, you know, they're not too far separated from the four or five spot or even the three spot in the division as of right now. And I think Pavelski and Holtby are too valuable to this team. Uh, and the loss of either one of those guys um, would probably prove fatal for the Stars' postseason chances. Uh, so I can't imagine them getting moved, uh, at least during this season. Uh, but if the Stars do make a move, I do think it does need to be for a top six forward. I think forward is a need on this team. Uh, I think defensemen, I mean, it's something we could add. It would be kind of nice, but I think a forward should definitely be the point of emphasis. Maybe a guy like Johnny Goodrow of Calgary. He'll be an unrestricted free agent after this season. Uh, other than him, not entirely sure who all I would be looking into. Um, haven't done too much look looking into that as far as trades for the Stars, because as I said, the whole lineup uh, is very interesting. The roster is very interesting for the Stars. But to get to Evander Kane, that's the original question here, kind of some build up to that. I do not think that Evander Kane should be on the Stars' radar. Uh, he's 30 years old. He has a big contract. He costs a lot of money. A lot of the things I've read uh, from uh, Emily Kaplan at ESPN especially have said that any team shopping him would probably be looking for a third party to help take off some of the load of his contract so that way teams are not inheriting as much of his deal to have to pay him. Um, so again, a guy that's you know on the other side, the not-so-good side of the age of 30, Costs a lot of money, and he's just been a controversial player, uh, to say the least, uh, 
during his NHL career. He was indebted to a Vegas casino back in 2019, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, th- that he owed to this casino without really ever paying back uh, and just kind of got swept under the rug. Uh, missed a practice when he was a Buffalo Sabre back in 2016 from partying too hard at NBA All-Star Weekend in Toronto. Uh, just seemed, you know, to be having too good of a time on his own, which missing one practice, not too big a deal, but, you know, just kind of always seems self-centered on himself. Never really a team first kind of guy um, from what we've seen from Evander Kane in his career. And of course, there's been a few assault slash sexual assault. Uh, charges or at least allegations towards him in his career, always in the news. Uh, Not always, but there's been times where he's been in the news for those kinds of things. And I just don't think that that's someone that the stars need on their roster in their locker room, especially if they're looking to, you know, reignite the fire within the organization and make a playoff push. Uh, I think a guy like that could potentially bring down the locker room. He did lead the Sharks in points last season when he was playing with them. Uh, seems to probably still have a little bit talent left, have a little bit left in the tank as far as production, but I don't think that he's worth the risk. I think he's too problematic for a guy that isn't going to necessarily move the stars to a true contender. Right now, I think that they're potential playoff contenders, but I don't think the addition of Evander Kane moves the Dallas Stars to NHL Stanley Cup contender level. Uh, you know, and especially, I just don't think the risk is worth what we could potentially be getting. Uh, who knows? He hasn't played in a while. Who knows if he would be producing the way that he did last season for the Sharks? Who knows how he would fit in with the guys here in Dallas? What line he would go into? Uh, and of course, what trouble he might get into off the ice that is a distraction for the team uh, and the ultimate goal of chasing a playoff berth and ultimately trying to win the Stanley Cup trophy. Well, coming up next, I'll be answering more of you guys' questions on today's mailbag episode of Locked on Stars. But before we do that, I do want to take a moment and say thank you to some of the sponsors of today's episode. The first of those is Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind in daily fantasy sports, a platform where it's you versus the house and head to head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. And here's the crazy part Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one on one. This never before seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be one on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com/slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. Thank you guys again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. And once we wrap up here, be sure to go check out the Locked on Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked on Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel. We're moving on to the next talking point of today's episode, answering another mailbag question from Twitter. This one from Dakota Scott at D underscore Wayne 2332. 
Uh, he says, Merry Christmas, Dane. Merry Christmas to you, too. Uh, thank you for responding to the question, listening to the show. Truly do appreciate it. Uh, he says, what do you think was the star's best offseason acquisition at this point in the season? And this is a great question. And then and let me just start off by saying, I don't think that any of the offseason acquisitions for the stars have been bad. If anything, I think they've all been good. Um, at least the guys playing at the NHL level. Um, I think that they've all found ways to produce and be, you know, factors on this team. Some a little bit more than others. Uh, but I think, you know, the Dallas Stars did really good. Jim Nill in the front office did an excellent job of bringing in some high quality guys uh, just as far as men in the locker room and also just guys that know how to play the game of hockey, uh, whether it was older guys or younger guys. Um, and, you know, I think the most impactful, uh, not necessarily my favorite, not my final answer, but I think Braden Holtby and Ryan Suter uh, have probably been the best acquisitions as far as production. Uh, Braden Holtby, we know, we know uh, has, you know, had some really nice performances this season early on in the season, looked really sharp, looked like his Vesna trophy winning self, his Stanley cup trophy finals winning self uh, had a little, you know, some slip, some slips in this season, but ultimately has proven to be a solid goalie. I know we talked about him earlier this week. Um, and of course, Ryan Suter, a veteran guy from Minnesota, um, still shows that he has a little bit left in the tank. Who knows if he's going to have four years worth of this left in the tank. But he's a guy that's made some really good plays, taking some good shots from the blue line that either go in on their own um, or, you know, shooting shots that can be deflected in by teammates. A uh, guy that, you know, that is a good defenseman, plays the defensive side of the ice pretty well, sets up his teammates well, uh, puts a body on guys really well. Really enjoy watching those two guys play. Luke Glendening, Yanni Hockenpah found ways to be impactful. But my favorite guy, and uh, maybe not too much of a surprise, uh, I was torn between Glendening and this guy, Michael Raffle has probably been my favorite offseason acquisition. Um, yeah, and I, I think that in that in my eyes, that makes him the best offseason acquisition. Uh, and, and, you know, I, he's just been such a fun guy to watch. Such a good hockey IQ. I say it all the time. Um, you look at his deflection play, his goal against the San Jose Sharks from a few weeks ago and the third period, uh, putting the Dallas Stars on the scoreboard, which was huge. They had been shut out the night before in Los Angeles against uh, or you know, the game before. I don't think that was the night before, but the game before against the Kings, they'd been shut out. They'd been shut out by the Sharks up to that point in that game. But Michael Raffle uh, makes a nice play in front of the net off a deflection, off a shot from Yanni Hockenpah from the blue line uh, and just plays like that all season. Only has three goals on the year. Uh, not the biggest score on the team, but still whenever he has found the back of the net, it's benefited the Stars greatly. And also just a great facilitator, great playmaker. Only five assists on the year, but a lot of, if you go watch his assists, uh, they're really, really fun plays to watch. Two of them on the shorthanded goals to Rupe Hintz against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, had one recently with Miro Haskinen and the Monday win against the Minnesota Wild at home. Just a really fun guy to watch. Really, really smart. He makes the guys around him better. I know guys like Jamie Benn have been quick to praise Michael Raffle this season and just how he you know, kind of raises the standard and raises the bar for the team just with how smart he is and the, the way he's able to poke the puck away um, and just make that good, smart outlet pass. Ryan Suter does that really well uh, also. So just a guy that I've really enjoyed watch watching. I think the best offseason acquisition, uh, of course, uh, like I said at the start, just about everyone has played really well. I don't think anyone has been a disappointment, but I think Michael Raffle is my favorite of the offseason acquisitions up to this point in the season. I hope that each of these guys continue to improve after this Christmas break and continue to assert themselves 
within the rotation on this Dallas Stars team. Well, coming up next, I'll be wrapping up the show, answering some Christmas-themed questions from you guys for today's mailbag episode. But before we do that, do want to take a moment and say thank you to another sponsor of today's episode, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the college bowl season and the NFL playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, where the game starts. And wrapping a nice bow on today's episode of Locked on Stars, going to be answering more of you guys' questions from Twitter for today's mailbag episode. Uh, the first of those is the second half of Dakota's question from earlier, actually. He asked me what my favorite Christmas movie was. Uh, of course, it is Christmas time, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Very, very close to Christmas Day. And with this time of year comes watching a ton of Christmas movies. Um, and there's so many good ones out there. Uh, I feel like I don't watch it as many as I used to as a kid, just as I've gotten older. Uh, you know, you just don't have as much time as an adult. But there are some classics out there. Uh, the claymation Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. I don't know how that has held up in the public eye over the years, but that was one of my favorites as a kid. There was an animated frosty, the snowman movie that I really enjoyed. I'm sure there's several of those. I don't remember what year this one came out in or any of the, the actors in it. Uh, it was only like 30 or 40 minutes. If my memory serves me correct. Uh, those were classics as a kid that I enjoyed watching home alone, uh, was one that I enjoyed as a kid. And even to this day, enjoy whenever I get to watch it. Elf was a huge one in our in my household as a kid, where now it's at the point where I don't necessarily laugh at Elf anymore. Uh, there's still moments that I do laugh at, uh, like Will Ferrell putting the star on the top of the Christmas tree by jumping and hugging it. Uh, still moments that make me laugh, but ultimately at this point, it's almost just like a comfort movie. Uh, watching it takes me back to uh, my youthful days, if you will, and makes, makes me feel nostalgic. And so lots of love for that movie. But I think if I had to pick an all-time favorite Christmas movie, and this could be a, a surprising one or a hot take one. But my favorite and what I think the best Christmas movie of all time is, is the Muppets Christmas Carol movie starring Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge. I, I grew up loving the Muppets still to this day, have a soft spot for the Muppets in my heart. Uh, and of course, yeah, you know, it, it just seems like it makes sense that they would have done their own take on the Christmas Carol story. And of course, Michael Caine, one of the most iconic actors of all time, uh, delivers a knockout performance as Ebenezer Scrooge, uh, playing a, a little bit of a darker character and playing a lot more serious than he normally does. Uh, but still a, a fun movie, a nostalgic movie. The jokes still land for the most part as an adult. Uh, just, you know, have a soft spot for the Muppets. So that's my answer for that. Uh, another honorable mention, it's not a movie, uh, but I'm a huge fan of the TV show Community. Uh, and there's a episode in season two, I believe it's episode 11, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, uh, the claymation episode of Community, uh, a classic, a top five Community episode. 
so hopefully, you know, you community fans out there, if you're like me, you'll be watching that either the days before Christmas or maybe on Christmas Day. Uh, Abed's control of Christmas. And uh, this is also your sign. If you have not seen Community and you have Netflix, this is your sign to watch Community. Go watch it. It's a fantastic show. One of the not one of the funniest show I've ever seen. Hands down. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Could make a whole podcast episode uh, on Community, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Uh, the other Christmas question comes from Starcastic Remarks uh, at Starcastic R, a, a fan-hosted Stars podcast, um, another Dallas Stars podcast that's out there, asked me what the best Christmas gift I ever got was. Uh, man, there's so many. Um, man, my my parents and my family always came through giving me some pretty great gifts over the years. Uh, super fortunate, super blessed. I think one that really stands out uh, well, yeah, before I get to the big answer, I know last year uh, I got a hardwood classic throwback Luka Doncic jersey uh, for any of my Dallas Mavericks fans out there. You saw that those green hardwood classic jerseys came back uh, so crispy, so clean. One of my favorite Dallas Mavericks jerseys got one of those uh, with the 77 Luka Doncic on it. Uh, so sick, so clean, so crispy. Uh, that's definitely a recent favorite, but probably my all time favorite uh, was way back in the day. Me and my brother. Uh, actually got a PlayStation 2 for Christmas back when, you know, the PlayStation 2 was at like its peak popularity. Um, and I remember, you know, getting, you know, to the living room on Christmas morning and seeing that. And then I got a Ninja Turtle game. I think it was called like Ninja Turtles Battle Nexus 2. Uh, very deep cut game. Uh, the real ones, remember, it was a fantastic game, really fun. And then my brother uh, got the original Star Wars Battlefront, not the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, iconic game, one of the greatest video games of all time but this was the game that came before that just og star wars battlefront for the playstation 2 uh, me and my brother put so many hours into that game and the ninja turtle game had so much fun uh, that was really the first console that i owned outside of an atari so really enjoyed that one uh, and it just sent me down a path where eventually you know got an xbox 360 now i have an xbox one uh, and just always have enjoyed video games and it all starts back to that moment getting that playstation 2 uh, me and my brother both on that Christmas morning. So that was an incredible gift. Really, really enjoyed that one. I know uh, Tanner Wilson, listener of the show, uh, said something one time about getting uh, Dallas Stars gear on Christmas morning. Uh, this Jamie Benn jersey behind me, I believe, I got as a Christmas gift a year last year as well uh, when the you know Skyline jerseys, the Black Skyline jerseys did come out. So uh, super exciting stuff. If you guys get any uh, Dallas Stars gear for Christmas, Feel free to let me know. I, I love that kind of stuff. Want to know uh, what kind of Dallas Stars swag, as the kids say, uh, what you guys will be getting uh, for Christmas. Super cool. We'll see if I get anything. Who knows? Uh, I haven't really opened any of my gifts yet because it's not quite Christmas uh, and I'm still trying to make the nice list, if you know what I mean. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day. Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. The Locked on Bets podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast at. Be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. And since it's the Christmas holiday season, uh, and you're, if you're looking for a way to make someone's day, go ahead and drop a subscription on YouTube or drop a 
positive review if you like what you hear on your favorite podcasting platform. It would really make my day goes a long way uh, and truly means a lot to me. You can find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also find the show on Twitter at Locked On Stars. We will see you guys back here tomorrow for a Christmas Eve episode. I'll be joined by the one and only former host of the Locked On Stars podcast, Josh Clark, to talk a little bit about this year's team and talk about some Christmas stuff on there as well. You won't want to miss out uh, bringing Josh back for a special episode on Christmas Eve. We will see you guys there. Have a great day, Stars fans. We will see you back here tomorrow.